welcome to the Monday Waffle Round 2 edition. I'm Jesse Donnelly-Jones, joined by my co-host Connor Malice. Connor, good day, mate. Hey, Jesse. How you doing, mate? Yeah, going very well, mate. I tell you what, what a uh, ripping first two weeks we've had to, to kick off this season. Yeah, look, there's been some really close matches and it's been awesome to get back into the Waffle footy. Yeah, fantastic. Seems to be a really even spread too, but we'll uh, we'll get to the results over the weekend, and we'll start out, start off with uh, South Frio taking on West Coast at Fremantle Oval on Saturday, and West Coast were, were in it for the first quarter, South leading by one goal at the first change, but uh, just ran over it in the end, didn't they? Yeah, kicking five goals in that second quarter, then just continuing on and kicking six in the, six in the uh, last quarter. I think we always knew the outcome of this game, yeah. but I mean, to my surprise, the Eagles didn't seem like they had some quality people in their side. It might just be a chemistry thing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, look, it, it was really competitive first quarter. It was two goals to three. Uh, you're thinking, okay, West Coast, they're hanging in the contest. They're going okay. And yes, yeah, South just put the foot down for those last three quarters, didn't they? Nine individual goal kickers for South. Uh, Zach Strom, Brandon Donaldson and Caleb Datsun all kicking three majors. And Hayden Schloith with uh, 25. Greg Clark was the Eagles' best with uh, 25 disposals, the former Subiaco Lion there, but it, it just seemed like such an even spread from the Bulldogs. Yeah, look, they just seemed to be firing on all cylinders, and Eagles just couldn't really, after that first quarter, couldn't seem to find a cog to turn the machine, unfortunately, but they only really ended up with 10 scoring shots with 28 inside 50s, which to the Bulldogs' defence, they held out really well and you know from a top tier side that's what you'd probably expect yeah absolutely and South I mean god they're absolutely killing it now first on the ladder two from two percentage of 196 they've only allowed 87 points across two games so far this season the uh the next best after that is East Perth with 124 so their defense is absolutely clicking on all cylinders there Swan District's taking on East Fremantle and Bassendine also on the Saturday. The Swans, Connor, gee whiz, they led at every change in this game. They're up by 11 at quarter time, 26 at half time, 16 at three quarter time, and then the Sharkies, they just turned it on, didn't and they? And they win by nine points, hey? Oh. I just don't understand how you can let a, a lead slip like that and allow six goals three yep. in that last quarter. But props to the Sharks, you know, obviously never gave up and always tried to keep with it and executed in that last quarter. Sort of a tale of two weeks for the Sharks, wasn't it? I mean, inaccuracy cost them dearly last week against Peel, but then this time round they were up against it with the Swans, but then just absolutely turned it on in that last quarter, sort of what the Thunder did to them. Yeah, exactly right. And we saw... Baskerville uh, ending up with 39 disposals. Killed it, yeah. Murdoch with 31 and Folkworth at um, 33. And he's kicked three goals as well. So there's some really big players coming out for the Sharkies there. Outstanding, wasn't it? And uh, Aidan Clark and Jesse Turner, the uh, standouts for the Swans there with 33 disposals apiece. And we'll go to the third game on Saturday now. Claremont getting the better of Subiaco. Did not see that one coming, Connor, but... uh, yeah, the, uh, the home side there running out 15-point winners. Yeah, I, w- I was very surprised seeing um, Subi from the week before look like a really strong side. You would have thought they would have been coming out firing, don't want to be 0-2 at the end of the second round. But, you know, they're up against West Perth next week and it could potentially be 0-3. Well, yeah, I mean, the way West Perth uh, have played the, the first two games of the season, I mean, they lost to Claremont too, but that was probably a bit more competitive. Although Subi didn't get blown out, it was... Um, you know, West Perth probably should have won that game. 
against yeah. Claremont in round one. You know, I mean, Subiaco, they came out in that first quarter up by 19 at the first change. And then Claremont kicked six goals in that second term there, scores level at halftime. And uh, yeah, just put the foot down in that second half. Yeah, just foot on the throat there, really. Ryan Lim coming out with 37, Ben Edwards 33, and Ben Elliott with 32 and three goals. So, I mean, there's just some big ball winners over at Claremont. House kicking four, Elliott, as I said, kicked three. I mean, for Subi, Kitchen 26, Stefan Gyro kicked 26 as well. SoCal with three. The Salad, Mr. Borchette, <laughs> having two. Still needs to get still a haircut. Rocking, still rocking the, uh, <laughs> he the needs do. a haircut, yeah. man. And Robertson kicking two himself. Zach Mainwaring, Connor. Son of a gun. Uh, son of uh, Eagles great Chris Mainwaring, making his league debut for the Tigers. And a really proud moment there for the Mainwaring family. 20 years old now, Zach. Played his junior football for the Cottesloe Magpies. And uh, eight disposals, two tackles. So, uh, you know, not lighting the, the stat sheet alive in his first game, but I'm, I'm sure he'll definitely be a, uh, a key player for them in the future. Yeah, fingers crossed we can see his name on the uh, stat sheets a lot more in this coming year. Played his Colts football for the Tigers in 2020, 15 reserves games last year in 2021, and kicked five against uh, West Perth, actually, in that reserves game Don't back in round that. one. So <laughs> really, um, yeah, was knocking on the door there for selection. So um, good on Zach for for getting his league debut there, and, and no doubt we'll, uh, we'll see a lot more senior footy from him in the weeks to come, I'm sure of it. Switching over to Sunday now, Peel Thunder taking on West Perth down in Mandra. And gee whiz, this was a, a tale of two halves, wasn't it, Connor? It certainly was, but, you know, I could ramble on about West Perth, but I know a man that's probably better suited for the role. Uh, Co-captain of West Perth, Aaron Black, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This will be fun. As always, as always. Now, you missed last week's clash against Peel. Uh, was that just due to the COVID? Yes. Um, unfortunately, got it from the, the Claremont game, um, like a, a few of the boys who missed it. And um, I guess the protocols say that you can't play, but um, I probably felt like I could have. First game missed in a very long time, though. Yeah, good day, Aaron. Um, yeah, how was it watching the boys on uh, Sunday, mate? Because came flying out of the gates up by six goals at quarter time. Were you uh, were you nervous there at three-quarter time? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I haven't missed a game for a very long time, so it was a, a different kind of feeling um, just watching it in general. But I was really impressed with what, you know, some of our kids were able to do throughout the day, obviously starting really well. Um you know, that's, that's what you aim to do. Put yourself in front early and, and give yourself a bit of a lead to, to hold on and um, continue playing that kind of style of footy. But um, knowing Peel are going to be a really well-coached side with um, our old coach, Jeff Valentine, um, leading the helm there now. And, and they've got some really good young talent. We knew they were going to come back. And we were able to hold on, which is, which is great. Um, going one-on-one's a, a lot better result than being 0-2 at this stage. And were you guys, did you guys have a big chat after round one, considering you guys came out of the first quarter and then kicked four goals, 10 after that? Was there much talk about that? Uh, look, honestly, I, I missed, um, you know, some of that week uh, or all of that week uh, with the COVID stuff. But, I, you know, I'd imagine our focus would have been firmly on a lot of the things that we did really well. Um, you know, we put ourselves in a position to, to win a game of footy against a really good side, uh, you know, leading for the majority of the day. And, you know, you probably take more positives out of that. The disappointing part was that we just couldn't finish it off. So um, kicking four goals, 10, you know, after that point of the game is, is not ideal. Um, 
you fix those little things up, you tighten some screws, and I think we're able to put a really good performance in with you know five or six senior players missing. I think that just shows the the depth and the quality of kids that we have coming through at the footy club. Yeah, Aaron, uh, you mentioned yeah touched on that game round one against Claremont. It's a pretty uh, good sample sample size to start off for the comp. Coming up against Subiaco in round three, having played Claremont round one, do you feel like it's good to play those top four fancies early on in the season, get a feel for how the chemistry's going? Yeah, of course. I think, um, you know, we have a really tough schedule. Uh, you can look at it a, a variety of different ways, but, you know, from my experience, uh, I'd imagine playing those sides early and knowing really where you sit um, is, is just as valuable as, as playing some of the lower end teams who aren't going to be as um, as high on the ladder. So, you know, I think we showed enough against Claremont to, to suggest that, you know, we're going to have a really good year and, and we probably could have or should have won that game. And I think Peel are going to be really good this year. Uh, and to get a win against them, obviously, um, really stoked with. And, and Subi, although they're 0-2, they're a quality outfit. They're well coached. They've got some great leaders and, and great young, young kids coming through as well. Um, I've no doubt that, that Lee and Bo will have them um, humming this week because they, they they most definitely won't, won't want to go one and two. Uh, sorry, zip and three. They'll want to be chasing one and two. So um, it'll be a, a really good game of footy this week. But you know, I think we'll be ready. Well, fingers crossed for that. West Perth do go two and one. Um, but look, looking at the Claremont Super game this week, are you guys feeling a bit confident coming up against them? Uh, oh, look, I think. If you're if you're not confident going into any game of footy, then then you're already um, on the back foot. So I'd say going into most games that that I'm relatively confident and, and think we're in with a chance of winning. If not, you know, should be winning the game. Um, you know, they're they're struggling with with personnel um, as a lot of clubs are at the moment at all levels. So it'll be interesting just to see how um, you know the the players sort of gel. With, a, with an inconsistent start for, for both groups. And I guess whoever can do that first, whoever can manage um, the heat of the game early um, and get on top, then I, I think we'll, um, we'll get to four points. It'll be, be interesting anyway. It seems to be a really uh, well-balanced squad down in West Perth there. Aaron seems to be a good mix of young blokes who are starting to make their way up from, from the Colts, but you've still had that, uh, that core group of players probably over the last three to four years. Yeah, mate, it's something that West Perth's done um, very well for you know my entire time at, at the club. We've uh, we've brought along some really good local talent, um, and we've had to. I think that's been the beauty of of our footy club. We've had to bring on local talent. Uh, they've had to play games and and develop you know relatively quickly compared to other sides. We've been able to recruit um, you know often and, and high level players. So I think you know it just shows the the quality of coaching uh, shows the, the great culture that this footy club has um, in its ability to keep young kids, develop them. Uh, and then when we're missing, you know, two vice captains and a co-captain on a weekend uh, in a really important game, uh, there's, you know, seven or eight changes to get a, a result like we did um, and for the young kids to just slot in and, and look like they you know, haven't missed a beat and have played league footy before, I think is a really good result. All right, Blackie, before we let you go, one last question. Will the Colt Hero Jim from Finance be making a return to the Eagles? I wish it was Jim. It's Jeff, actually. Oh. <laughs> I'll correct you on that one. Should have done your research, Connor. Oh, look, I got uh, too excited. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, look, it's a it's an interesting one because you're probably asked a little bit, but we don't actually know, um, and I don't actually know. You kind of find out pretty last minute whether or not you're going to be needed, but I'd imagine having COVID um, gone through the West Coast Eagles um, a few weeks ago and, and majority of their players having it, that they probably won't um, need any support until later on in the year. So I guess we just... Uh, across that bridge when we get there. Um, obviously, it would be, um, you know, a dream to, to play another game, but my focus is firmly on West Perth and, and getting some wins on the board um, over the next, you know, 20 weeks. Blackie, remember a couple of years ago when I asked you, do you get noticed a lot in the streets? And you replied, no. <laughs> How's it been? That's a flex for you. Um, <laughs> that, that you know me and we hang out, isn't it, Connor? Oh, absolutely. But have you been getting noticed a fair bit now since playing for the Eagles? Uh, nah, I wouldn't say so, mate. I wouldn't say it was any different to what it was um, last time. If anything, there's a few more um, TikTok bloody things going around. But look, it's, it's yeah, it's all, I guess, part of it. It's more a part of it, just as much playing waffle footy than it is anything else. So... Um, it's been it's been fun. It's been funny, um, but yeah, not not too much different to then, mate. Humble as ever, Aaron Black. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, mate. No worries. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so a big thank you to Aaron Black there for joining us and having a a chat to us. I suppose he got to see a, a fair bit from um from the sidelines, didn't he, Connor? But we will just touch on that West Perth game real quick and uh, seven goals to one in that first term and Peel they um. They made the Falcons a bit nervous there, didn't they, at three-quarter time? Yeah, look, I'm really impressed with how the Falcons played in that first quarter, came out firing seven goals too. We knew that their inaccuracy the week before was costing them, and then what might have been that, you know, Peel of Thunder kind of pulled their finger out in that second quarter to, you know, kick six. Props to them coming out, but they did have some big names. You know, you know, Erasmus was in there. He got 34 oh, touches. Yeah. Jaimis had five goals. Treacy had four. So, I mean, and to West Perth's credit as well, you know, they were, as Blackie said, co-captain down and a few league senior league players out. Yeah, absolutely. It was a gutsy effort by the Falcons to hang on there because Peel were storming home there, especially in that third and fourth quarters. And uh, Erasmus, like you said, best player on the ground, went off with a concussion with about five minutes left in the match there. So I'm not sure what the protocols will be for this upcoming week, but he might have to sit that one out. Carl Warner... With uh, 27, the uh, the mature age recruit there for the Dockers. And uh, Jai Miss just absolutely killing it at the moment. Five goals. So a lot of uh, good signs there with the uh, the Dockers' young guns. And uh, last game of the round at Mineral Resources Park. It was a twilight game on Sunday afternoon. And uh, Perth and East Perth. The Royals running out 89-point winners in this one. 2010-130 to 6-13-49. And... Just a uh, really ugly day for Perth, wasn't it, Connor? Yeah, the Royals just seemed to have control of the footy no matter where they were at. You know, they just had that run space through the field. Uh, Perth looked like they were just a bit flat-footed and always just second to the ball. Maybe that's something they need to work on this week. But I, all I have to say is, quick, man, he came out with, what, four oh, goals? Sensational. He just looked dangerous. It, oh, look, I might put it in early, but I would love to see him up for the draft this year, maybe even the mid-season. Oh, has every chance to. I mean, if, if, that how, if that's how he plays every week, then uh, leading up to the midpoint of the season, he'd definitely be throwing his hat in the ring, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. The way he was leading and presenting for the ball, may have not got it. He had a pretty big last half, but yeah, the way he was leading up the ground and taking all the big marks that he needs to and still yeah. playing that team style of footy, 
uh, definitely up there. Sensational. And uh, Angus Shoemaker was the leading disposal getter on the ground for the Royals, 32. And Michael Sinclair getting 26 touches for the Demons. But we'll look over to the upcoming matches for this weekend's round three, Connor. And uh, I suppose the uh, the big draw card there is Claremont taking on South. That should be a ripper. Yeah, look, that along with uh, West Perth and Subiaco yes, are going to be the two two big games to see. You know, what potentially will be the top four this year. Yeah, it has every chance to, yeah. Oh, you got East Perth knocking on the door as well. They're taking on East Frio, West Coast against Peel of Thunder, which is basically the reserves West Coast versus Fremantle. And then we have Perth and Swan Districts. Yeah, and it, it's still tough to sort of get a feel for the competition at the moment. Obviously, like you said, that uh, Subi... West Perth, South and Claremont, they certainly look like a top four waiting to happen. But you never know. I mean, East Perth have hit the ground running this season. Peel Thunder are playing some good football. Swan Districts uh, are certainly looking a better side than what they were last year. So you never know. We'll give our uh, our predictions for these ones, Connor. So uh, East Fremantle and East Perth. Mind you, uh, East Freo and East Perth playing in Northampton too. Yeah, uh, bit of a drive. <laughs> on the weekend, yeah. But uh, fa- fantastic to see uh, the Waffle giving, you know, the locals down there who've, who've had a tough time these past 18 months, giving them some, some football to enjoy and uh, should be a good clash. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if I reckon I'm going to tip East Freer. If they can play like they did against Swan Districts, they have every chance in the world to go against East Perth. But as I said before, you know, they were looking, East Perth were looking very dangerous this week. I'll uh, have to disagree with you on there, Connor. I reckon uh, East Perth will get it done. I think they've hit the ground running and expect them to be too strong for the Sharkies. Subiaco and West Perth, Leaderville Oval. One I of, one don't of the need to really ones. say much when West Perth's on the, <laughs> need on the I, ground. Need I ask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely West Perth for me, mate. Um, look, if Subi on that back foot at the moment, I know they'll be scratching. They don't want to be 0-3, so I'm sure they'll be coming out firing, but... I'm sure West Perth are itching to, you know, get up on Subi. Yeah, I think Subiaco will be absolutely desperate to get this one. Uh, I still expect them to make the finals, as I imagine most people would. But, yeah, I think West Perth, the way they've started out this season, I think they'll be too strong on the weekend. South taking on Claremont at our Fremantle Oval. Yeah, that's going to be a very close one. Uh, look, I would love to go with your boys with Southies, <laughs> but, I mean, Claremont are looking very scary. The way they've been playing against Subi... And the way they did knock over West Perth, unfortunately, round one, I'm going to have to go with Claremont. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with uh, South for that one, to, uh, to your massive surprise there, Connor. <laughs> but, uh, but look, I, I mean, South, they've, they've hit the ground running too on their home deck. Uh, they've had the wood over Claremont these, these last couple of years, both home and away and finals. So I expect that to, uh, to continue in round three. Uh, West Coast taking on Peel Thunder. So the battle of the reserves teams there, West Coast and Fremantle. So uh, Mineral Resources Park is on the West Coast home deck. Are there any chance of winning this one? I'm going to have to put a firm no on that one. I reckon that's a tick against Peel of Thunder and the uh, stat sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Nice big four points coming up for Peel of Thunder for me. Yeah, this looks like a game where you and I see eye to eye on this one, Connor. (laughs) I reckon, yeah, Peel should be uh, too strong. That could be a... A bit of a, in saying uh, that, though, a margin if boost. Erasmus is out with concussion, True. that's her main yep. ball getter gone. True. And hopefully we see if Petricelli still playing for the West Coast this week. You know, they might be able to fire it up. Yeah, West Coast will have uh, some names out there, so you never know what might happen. Both 
back in Peel on that one. And uh, final game of round three, Connor, Perth taking on Swan Districts at the same venue. Back-to-back games there at Mineral Resources Park. Uh, I think we're both going to pick the same one here and go for <laughs> Swan Districts, mate. I don't think there's yeah. any uh, cloud in the room fogging our judgment. Yeah, it's been a, a rough start for Perth, hasn't it? I mean, just got over the line against West Coast, so they are one and one. But, yeah, the way they lost over that weekend to East Perth, it uh, yeah doesn't really give you any reason to think <laughs> they'd get over the top of the Swans. You never know. Crazy things do happen in football, but yeah, you, you'd be crazy not to back the Swans for this one, wouldn't you? Too right, mate. Too right. Yeah, well, uh, well there you go, mate. I think that just about does us for, for this week, but uh, I tell you what, some ripping games coming up this weekend. Yeah, I think next week's show is going to be an absolute ripper with these outcomes that we're going to have coming up. Yeah, I can see a few single-digit margins here, fingers crossed. Eh? We, we had a few of those in round one, so uh, shaping up to be a, another close one. So there you have it, folks. So uh, the round two edition of the Monday Waffle. Tune in next week. We'll be reviewing all the, uh, all the games across the weekend. I'm Jesse Donnelly-Jones, joined by Connor Malice. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.